Namaste, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Soul Family Podcast, where we connect with Soul Family from around the world, hear about their journeys, and talk all things spiritual. I could not be more excited about our guest today, Sadvi Bhagavati Saraswati, aka Sadviji. She's like a type of Soul Family mother having been bringing people, religions, and cultures together for years now. She grew up to a Jewish family in Los Angeles, and in the midst of doing a PhD in psychology at Stanford, decided to take a little break and go to India, mainly because she was vegetarian and knew she'd have no issues with the food here, which is totally true. However, after arriving, she felt she had finally returned home, and decided that this is where she needed to stay. Fast forward 20 years, and Sadviji has now become a very well-known figure in India. She teaches meditation, oversees multiple charitable foundations, is the director of the annual International Yoga Festival, as well as leads a nightly spiritual gathering called Satsang, where she answers people's various spiritual questions. After going to Satsang one night, I immediately fell in love with her presence, the eloquent way she spoke, and her universally deep messages. I really recommend typing in her name on YouTube and watching her TED Talk to know more about her story and get a better sense of how amazing she really is. We ended up speaking for over 25 minutes, and when it was over, I immediately checked to hear the sound quality and saw that nearly the entire interview did not record properly. You'll see what I mean when I show you, but I was furious, like, that was my worst fear. I knew I wouldn't be able to interview her again. But then, I suddenly forced myself to make a switch in my mind. Here I was. Just finished speaking to this incredible holy figure about enlightenment, and now I have this chance to prove what I've learned. So I'm proud I was able to quickly calm down, try to laugh it off, and become grateful that at least the last seven minutes were saved. I tried to write down what I remembered she spoke about, and combine with some parts of her book, here's a little summary. She was saying how enlightenment is about seeing the truth, and brought up the question, what is the opposite of enlightenment? It's not darkness in terms of something evil or bad, but darkness in terms of ignorance. In the darkness of ignorance, you can't properly see. And when you can't see, you make assumptions. And these assumptions are that you are the body, that you are what you look like, what your career is, how much money you earn, that you are these things. And when you're living like that, then what other people do determines your mood, making your emotions fluctuate like crazy. But when we get rid of this ignorance by realizing the higher truth of ourselves, then we begin living in the light, known as enlightenment. It's an inward shift. It's not like you change physically or nothing like that, but a change in your perspective, a peaceful and loving perspective where you are not blinded by the ignorance of the body, the ego, or your desires. But what's really important is that even along the way, when we're not quite there yet, every moment is a new chance to start again. If an hour or day goes by and you continue to let your inner situation be determined by the outside, then you actually have the power in saying, okay, right now I have another opportunity. How do I want to see things at this moment? It's such a valuable concept because you truly don't have to be who you were in the past. Okay, so you were angry, you were jealous, you were hateful or whatever, but you don't have to hold on to those things in this moment. Right now, you can choose love, choose compassion, choose peace of mind. It's really your choice. Life is full of these opportunities to wake up, and every moment, a chance to be born again. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you do, then please rate it and subscribe. That would really help. Hakuna Matata. 
one tribe, one love, one family. Wow, we are incredibly blessed to have with us today Sadvi Bhagavati Saraswati, a beautiful name for a truly beautiful soul. I thank you so much, Sadviji, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us here on the podcast. Wonderful. I'm so happy to be joining you. <laughs> now, whether you like it or not, you've actually become quite a celebrity around here, and it's really because of your clear teachings and the way that it resonates within each of us. So thank you. I will have already explained who you are and what you've done in a little segment before this so that we can dive right into my one question. Okay. So, what is enlightenment? What does it actually mean to be awake? And how can one begin to try and reach it? Wonderful. Well, first of all, it's important to realize it's not... And that's where it cuts out. Brutal. So now we'll just skip to where the audio came back in, where Sadviji is talking about defining success and comparing it to enlightenment. Success has nothing to do with how much you make or what job you have. He said, success is how you respond to the inevitable times when the universe does not act the way you think it should. Hmm. Success is how you respond to the inevitable times when the universe does not act the way you think it should. Huh. And as I said, for him, that was just a definition of success, not even enlightenment. Yeah. But it's certainly a great litmus test for people who think they're enlightened yeah. as well. Because if you don't respond well, if your peace, your joy, your quote-unquote enlightenment is contingent upon the universe and the people in it, acting the way that you think they should, doing what you want, when you want it, how you want it, you know, you get the like, oh, I'm in so much peace, just don't come near me. <laughs> Or, oh, I'm in such peace, I can't go there, yeah. I can't do yeah. this, because that'll destroy my peace. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really shallow. That's clearly not something that has permeated to the depths of who you are. Yeah. And so that's another good way of knowing. Yeah. But basically, I would say, don't be too concerned about the semantics. The question is not, am I enlightened, am I not enlightened, are you enlightened, are you not enlightened? The question really is, how much light can I live in? How can I turn on the light more and more and more in my life? Mm. Not when am I going to get the certificate that I'm actually enlightened, but just where are there still corners of darkness? Is there anywhere in me, in my mind, in my thoughts, in my body, in my behavior, that's still coming from a place of darkness? Mm-hmm. coming from a place of fear, coming from a place of longing, coming from a place of not enoughness, coming from a place of better than you-ness. You know, any, any of that. Is there any of that darkness in me still? Hmm. Is there any sense in me that I'm not quite good enough, worthy enough, pure enough, divine enough? Or the flip side. Any part of me that thinks that the people in my life are not good enough or Mm. this enough or that enough. Yeah. Because if that's how I'm going through my life, there's objectification, objectification of myself and objectification of others. And the light in enlightenment 
is a light that shows us the divine in all. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that if you've got to run a company that you never fire people or you hire everybody because everybody's perfect and everybody's divine. Obviously, when you're looking for certain skills and abilities and tasks, people, some people will be able to perform, some will not. Mm-hmm. So it's not about losing that ability of understanding of common sense, but it's about, I don't judge them as a person. Okay, mm-hmm. they don't have this skill. Okay, they're not up to this job. But that doesn't mean that they are less worthy as a human being. Mm-hmm. Similarly with myself. Sure, there are things I, I can't do or I can't do well. Knowing that is important. It's important to living my life in a way that's functional and effective. But that doesn't mean that I'm any less worthy as a human being. Mm. doesn't mean I'm any less divine. doesn't mean I'm any less pure consciousness and love. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sitting in meditation, like that's an easy time to be feeling this. And then I think being on earth here and being human, we've given so many opportunities to test yourself, you know? Every minute. Every minute. (laughs) It's another test. So um, it's quite exciting, actually. It is. To see how far you've grown and to see every day how much more you uh, you can live in this light. And to see what are the blockages to the light for you. You know, I have a background in psychology and I... I find it fascinating. I find inquiry and insight fascinating. Not necessarily as a cure for the darkness in and of itself. What cures the darkness is light. But nonetheless, as an agent of understanding, as a tool for understanding and mm-hmm. an instrument, a way to, to know more about myself. My lowercase s self, sure. Not my highest divine soul self. Mm-hmm. But the journey that, that this individual transitory being has been on for 47 years and where it's been impacted, where it's been affected, where things are holding it back, I find it very interesting. And yeah. so, yeah, the, the journey, the drama of understanding where the darkness is in me and then how I can shine more and more light on that is very exciting it is thank you so much of course um i could talk to you for hours but i think we'll end it there sure um seriously thank you and i'm excited for satsang tonight Um, and you can have all of your people who listen everybody can come can come here for our international yoga festival in march first to seventh of march okay i mean they're welcome 51 weeks a year (laughs) the other the other 51 weeks a year as well Every week of the year, we've got arti and satsang when I'm here and yoga and meditation and yeah. so much. But we also have a very special international yoga festival once a year, the first week mm. of March. So if people are trying to figure out when the right time to come is, that may be a very exciting okay. time to come. It's good for me to know too. Yeah. I'll try to come. Um, thank you. Of course. Om Shanti Om. Om Shanti.